Welcome, everybody, to episode 206, I think it is, of the Piper's Dojo audio experience. And today, I thought I would just document a little bit of an e-lesson that uh, I'm going to be teaching, and I just thought I would record it as I go. I have a student who I usually teach in person, who uh, we weren't able to get together across a couple of weeks, so I asked them to send some recordings uh, for me. Now, let's backtrack um, somewhere in my text messages here. I'm just searching through. Oh, no, you know what? I emailed it. Uh, stand by. Okay. So uh, this was the assignment that I emailed to her dad. Uh for her to do to get ready for her competition, which is coming up. So I said, please send the following recordings, March, Stress Bay Real, Peabrock, and Jig, because those are the events that are coming up this weekend at the competition. And then I asked the following rules to be adhered to for the recordings. Number one, pipes should be well-tuned. If they're not, I'm going to ask for a redo. A lot of times in the past when I've asked people for recordings, they send in recordings, that are just completely uh, not well done and the pipes don't sound good and there are big glaring errors in the recordings and they'll send them over to me. Uh, that's not gonna work, right? That's not what you would want to present to a judge and it's not what you should be presenting in a recording style lesson like we're doing. So pipes should be well tuned. No major finger work gaffes right? Like no big mistakes, no fingers coming off the hole, anything like that. Um, and I haven't listened to these recordings yet in detail, but so far I think um, she did pretty good with that. Memorization errors are included here. None of that. Uh, we're going to complete by Monday, which she did. However, it's now Thursday morning. I just I'm trying to get to this as soon as I can. Uh, but, and we're going to crank that out now. And then the last thing, which might be interesting for people listening, make sure the recordings are not totally distorted and nasty sounding. Nobody wants to listen to that. So when you record bagpipes on like a smartphone, the recordings come out really distorted because smartphones are designed for, you know, right around speaking volume, right? So the, you know, extreme decibel, decibel level of bagpipes makes the recording sound nasty and distorted. So... I said to her, if you're using your iPhone, put it under a pillow or a few blankets so the resulting sound is pleasant to the ear, okay? And that was sort of the last thing. And you hear she did that. Now, it's not like, uh, it's not like a studio recording that's been you know, mastered by Sony or anything like that, but you'll be able to hear that uh, the quality of our bagpipe sounds pretty good. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna start to play back the um, recordings that she sent. And I'm gonna be pressing pause uh, and making comments as we go. So we're not gonna listen to the whole performance from start to finish or anything like that on this uh, podcast or this documentation. Uh, we're gonna stop and start and I'm gonna give stream of consciousness style ideas um, for um, the student. I think I've managed not to say her name yet. We'll keep it like out of there if we can. But for the student to take notes um, as they go for things to think about. The other thing is the comments I'm going to be given are catered to just a couple of days prep time. So she'll have 
uh, the ability to practice today and tomorrow before the competition, but we're not gonna be reinventing the wheel here. Most of my comments are gonna pertain to how to take what we currently have and hone it the best we can for the competition. So without further ado, let's start with the march. You hear that sound of the pillow there uh, going over the iPhone, very nice. Okay, so, so far, excellent job. The pipes are tuned pretty well, okay? They're not perfect, but they're not offensively bad, okay? They're not perfect, and what I mean by that is, if you listen to those drones, you can hear that there are multiple drones going on. And if you really get your drones well in tune, right, the litmus test that I always ask myself before I start to play my tune is, can I tell that there's more than one drone? Or do I hear a nice, solid, singular wall of sound, right? That's what I'm going for. And we don't quite have that here. Meanwhile, I really like the playing and the feel. And if the tune continues like this, uh, just as good as that first time through the first part, uh, we will be, you know, we will have something good on our hands here. Good. Let's keep going. Good. What's the most disturbing thing about this part? It's the fact that whenever we play a high A, you can clearly hear shifts in the blowing. So we want to try to free our mind a little bit and teach ourselves not to overblow on high A. Is that something we can fix by Saturday? Probably not. But maybe it's something where just relaxing and focusing on that nice steady tone throughout is the way to go, right? And might result in significant improvement by then, even though we haven't really mastered it yet. So be thinking about that. bad. This part is obviously more difficult than the first two parts. Watch the blowing on those high A's.
Good. Very nice job overall there. Um, certainly, I'm very familiar with what that player uh, usually sounds like <clears throat> when they come to lessons. And that was a very nice performance where all of those key bases were covered. One of the big things about solo competition is that um, people make major gaffes where otherwise things are okay, but then major things like memorization errors or the fingers slipping off holes or the pipes being wildly out of tune where those bases are not covered. And of course you can't be successful that way, right? So this student did a very nice job uh, covering all those bases. Are there little things that need to be worked on? Um, yeah, like sometimes the burls at the end of the parts could be better. Sometime we're, sometimes we're missing the beat we're rushing those downbeats a little bit. We want to try to lock into the foot. But overall, that was a really nice job. Um, I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. We talk about this almost every single week, which is that the doublings, especially on the high hand, tend to be very big, right? Uh we want these. Tight, tidy doublings. Uh. Okay, um, so we do want those doublings to be tight, but is that something that uh, we're going to totally solve by Saturday? No, but maybe you'll have a few moments to sit down, find some of the ones that are particularly not good, and just hone them in and, and make that part of your process. Okay, let's continue on to the Stras Bay Reel and see what we get here. There's that pillow going over the iPhone. A great tip. Because you can hear the quality of audio is nice here. Again, the pipes are pretty good here. That high A is surgy again. Very, very noticeable. Good. So the hackam movement, okay, is not good enough yet. And that's something that needs to be practiced a lot and probably won't be perfect by Saturday. But we want even. We want those movements to be um, played even, decada, decada, decada. And right now, we're not hearing that. And then the other thing is we're missing a lot of those grace notes in there. So these movements are just really kind of getting in the way of what might otherwise be a pretty good tune.
Good. So before we go on to the reel, it's really not bad overall. The hackums are just really getting in the way. Decatum, decatum, decatum. I feel like they're causing the rhythm to go off the rails a little bit here and there, a little bit rushy here, a little bit draggy there as a result of the tacums. We talked about the blowing on high A, which is um, quite distracting, and otherwise the bagpipe sounds really nice, right? Uh, and then the, the, we spoke about the rhythm, right? We want to try and keep that rhythm. We want to try and keep that rhythm groovy right down the line. You should be able to tap your foot to it. And I'm having trouble um, because the technique isn't quite as strong as it needs to be. Okay? Um, so we've got to get to work on those hackums. All right, let's hear the reel. little slip up there with the grace note but the flow of the tune continued which is good Good. Not bad. Now, I don't know if I've already mentioned this or not, but um, that this is a grade three player, okay, trying to get a prize or two in grade three. So I really appreciate how well you set your pipes up and how good they sound overall. Whoops, sorry about that. Dropped my practice channel. In the fourth part, there's no high A doubling in the first phrase. Um, that high A is plain. There is one in the second phrase. That's probably where you're getting confused. And then when you put that high A doubling in there, it sort of caused the rhythm to get dislodged a little bit. Um, so that's one thing you can definitely fix before Saturdays. Just get rid of that high A doubling and get that flow in there. Again, the blowing on... The left hand is an issue. Right when we get up to these high G's, suddenly um, there's a surge in the blowing and and it just causes a real disturbance to what would otherwise be a really nice sounding bagpipe, okay? So there's my feedback. There's lots of good stuff in there. The trick is, let's get rid of those little bad things that have crept in. Uh, but nothing catastrophic there, and the performance was pretty good overall. The stress bass still needs a lot of work, and the stress bay that we're playing is technically demanding. So, you know, you're doing many of the right things, but need to 
um, <clears throat> you know, focus on some of those fundamental issues like the Hackam in order to really get it to the full level that we're going to want. With that said, right, I think it will do well um, in grade three if you fix up a couple of those issues and have a good performance on the day. Um, how about some PBROC next? Um, this is a short PBROC called the Monroe's Salute. We haven't worked on this as much over the winter, so I'm interested to hear how this is going to go. like it you might say the pace of the tune overall is a little bit too fast like we might just want to take our time a little bit especially on some of the phrase endings but that's an easy tweak right just take your time a little bit more with it meanwhile I like how you're shaping the phrases and I like that I can hear um, the different little bits of music. Good. So, um, and then show your phrase ends a little bit more. Right? See how that B is kind of the end of, at least it's the end of a mini phrase. See where I'm resting just in those key moments? I'm just giving a little bit of rest and I'm being patient. And I'm letting the next phrase, you know, come naturally and not forcing it. And that might actually be what gives the impression that this is a little bit too fast. It's not that you're playing anything too fast. It's just that you're not resting where you need to. And you're not, you know, giving pause at the right points. Here's the third line. Perfect example there. So, what we need is pause at the end of the little phrases.
Now, at the end of the first phrase of the third line, the cutting, you might say, or, or the dot cut or the long note versus the short note, it gets switched to very dramatic effect. And you must get that in this ground, in my opinion. So listen to how it gets switched. Right? Um, and that's uh, kind of what needs to happen there, in my opinion. That's certainly uh, the way I teach it. So we got to make sure that we get that. And that's one thing you can definitely fix by Saturday. So make sure you get that, um, <clears throat> you know, long note, short note switch there in the third line. Um, and then show those phrase ends a bit more in this ground. And then it's going to go from being pretty good ground to being excellent, I think. Okay. Let's hear the first variation. Okay, so right away, right off the bat, this is like twice as fast as it should be. How do you know how fast to play a variation? Well, you have to use foresight and you have to ask yourself what's coming. In this tune, we have a GDE Terloth variation and a Krenloth Foskelcha variation still to come. So if we're playing like this, right, what are we gonna do? Right, that GDE variation, you're not gonna be able to play that faster than that. Good Lord, no way. So you'll go from fast to slower, and so we won't be able to build any excitement in the tune. So this needs to be a very pensive variation. Pausing on that last note of the phrase. That will allow us, when we get to this variation, it'll allow us to kind of increase the tempo and build up the excitement a little bit in the tune. Um, by the way, I, do, I did make a little grace note uh, mistake there a little bit earlier, so apologies for that. So this is just way too fast. Let's can skip ahead. Okay. So here's a great example. Listen to how the tune loses uh, excitement and enthusiasm as soon as we get to the next variation because you went too fast in the previous variation, right? Let's listen to the, how this shakes out. Very fast. Right? So we didn't really gain anything. And um, to your credit, you're trying to keep this exciting. But now that's making this just be too fast. 
What we want is a nice spirited musical approach. Okay, so this has ended up a little bit too fast as well. Little note mistake there. Yeah, so that note mistake has happened twice now. It's in the second phrase there, in the B phrase, it goes down to low G. Okay, so you must fix that. Or you will go from potentially taking a prize to no chance of a prize with a big mistake in there like that, right? Mistake there, yeah. There's that wrong note again in that second phrase. So uh, yeah, wrong note in that second phrase. Sorry, I accidentally paused the recording there for a second, but um, uh, let's see here. Can I make these guys smaller? No, is that not gonna happen? Oh yeah, make these guys, sorry, computer glitch, but I'm just letting the tape roll. So. Um, in the second phrase, we got to go down to that low G again. Okay, now overall, right, this E dream movement is going to need a lot of work, and you're just not quite comfortable the way you need to be with this movement. Um, and it's causing a lot of other like squeaks and little squawks. And, um, you know, this is something we definitely have to try to get a handle on here ASAP. There it is. That was the correct note there. But then we had a little choke of the chanter there. Good. Good recovery there by the end of that... Um, Variation, You know, it, it went from really not being very good to you got back on track with some of the correct notes. Um, and even the Krenluith movements themselves, the Idri movements, started to sound a little bit more consistent and rhythmical. So that needs a lot of work. The more you could play that between today and Saturday, the better. Um, pacing is the biggest thing, right? The Krenluith variation was like the slowest variation, we want that to be 
not necessarily the fastest, but we, we do want that to be the most exciting variation. So we can't go too fast on those preceding variations. So that's something big to work on. Now I'm a bit skeptical about this jig, but uh, we'll use it as the dessert. Um, generally in our lessons, we don't focus too much on the jig because it's sort of a peripheral um, event, certainly at this stage in grade three. Um, and so we spend a lot more of our focus on the fundamentals of the march and the stress bay reel and, um, and the pibroch and stuff like that. But let's see what she came up with here. <laughs> By the way, I love the first part of the jig, but I hate the tuning here. Those drones are not in tune. Tisk tisk. far, this groove is actually pretty good. You can sort of hear that groove happening, right? One, two, three, one, two, three. Lost all sense of the music there. Nope, that last part, I don't know what the deal is, but it's not quite right. Uh, let me check my, te my texts, because she sent me like a copy of the music via texts. Okay, gonna make this bigger, I think. Oh, it's a live image, nice. So we have to get that rhythm locked into the groove, just like the other parts are. And right now, you're adding an extra note somewhere that's throwing everything off. This comes from a Michael Gray book, um, and it's a cool tune called Dandelion Soup. Um, the grace note in the third bar, the, between the two low A's, I would change to a D. It makes it a lot less awkward, and that might actually be part of where you're getting thrown off there, right? Um, I would definitely switch that to a D, but you got to get that part sorted out. But other than that, I really kind of dug that tune. It was pretty neat, uh, and I think you'll do well with it, especially if we can fix that part. Okay, so 
that is it. Those are your performance notes that you need to get sorted out, uh, hopefully for Saturday, the best that you can. I think you're in a good position to do well, okay, especially if we tidy up some of these key spots. So well done to you. And I think I only accidentally used your name once, and I'm about to cut that out of the recording. So as long as I'm right about that, uh, kept this fairly, not that it really matters, I don't think. It's not like a video. Uh, and you did an excellent job, which is why I feel comfortable posting this to the world. So you're now world famous. Great job there. And to everybody else who checked this out and had a listen, thanks very much. Those are uh, our sort of, or that this is an example of a an e-lesson where I give feedback on recordings. So there it is. Thus concludes this episode. Thanks for tuning in.